0: Previously on the Black and Blue Report,
1: Sean Tavius Jones is pretty easy to find on the practice field these days. He's making some uh, he's making some plays here during training camp.
2: You know, on special teams, I'm just I'm willing to do whatever they need me to do, you know. Because I played defense
3: coming up high school and, and some in college, so I'm actually. I like to tackle sometimes, so, you know, I don't want to get hit every
2: time, you know. <laughs> let, me, let me deliver the blow sometimes.
1: Well, I think I counted at least three touchdown catches in the red zone drills today for tight end Benjamin Watson. I
4: mean, it's always a good thing to be asked to do more, to be trusted to do more, and to, and to realize that you can still get better at other things, you know, to, to come out here and have fun playing football.
0: Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly.
1: Well, the New Orleans Saints wrap the week with their black and gold scrimmage. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. We're ready to wrap up the week ourselves with John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly, and we're all about the Saints and their scrimmage today. We're going to hear from a couple of veterans to help us uh, understand what happened this morning at the Greenbrier. Three good ones, Marcus Colston, Brandon Browner, and Cam Jordan, all a part of our show today. Um, And uh, John DeShazer, of course. I'll put you on that list, right, J.D.?
5: I don't know if I belong on such an esteemed <laughs> list. Preferably, well, obviously at the bottom if I'm on there at all. So I'm, I guess I'm in the appropriate place. Older and wiser maybe. <laughs> Can we leave it at that? Well, you know, if you're at the bottom, that means you're holding up the group, I guess. I'll I'll take it from that standpoint as opposed to being, you know, the bum of the group. That's an old George Shen line as a matter of He used to say that all the
1: time. Uh, yes, today was, was interesting to watch as the Saints uh, ha- held their – annual training camp scrimmage uh it's more of a situational practice um certainly as the characteristics of the everyday practice when you talk about the uh, pre-stretch work the usual stretch some position group one-on-one drills and then they do settle in and uh kind of let things go into a more game-like scenario I- am i characterizing
5: today's scrimmage as in that way yeah but it, it was a little bit uh it, it wasn't quite as intense as we expected as a matter mm-hmm. of fact there was uh, not uh, much contact, a little thuds, and every now and then a the guy went to the ground. But I think the operative word uh, we've heard so far is sloppy. Yeah. Um, Coach Payton was um, was not seething, but was not far from seething. And uh, if you hear him uh, on NewOrleansSaints.com or if you saw him on the live stream, you know that he was not very pleased with uh, with the efficiency of the scrimmage. And neither I don't think anybody was, though, as a matter of fact. So, you know, I guess that's why you have practice. You have these scrimmages. You want to get all the kinks out, and certainly there were some kinks in that need to be ironed out.
1: Were there specific moments for you in watching that that put you in agreement with what you heard from Coach Payton and the players today?
5: Oh, the substitution patterns. And I mean, he mentioned that earlier, but I mean, you could see it. They were, you know, a couple of times they had 12 men on the field. Uh, some, I think at least once they had 10 men on the field. And those are things that you just can't happen. You You can't be in a situation where you can't line up. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the fundamental, the most basic, you know, part of the the whole process, knowing the proper personnel and knowing you're supposed to be on the field or you're not supposed to be on the field. And you got a lot of guys out there, a lot of young guys. They're hearing a lot of verbiage. A lot of things are swimming around in their heads. But you have to know which personnel group you're in. You have to know whether you're supposed to be on the field or off the field. And those are things that, you know, obviously you have to get ironed out. But, uh, you know, you certainly wouldn't expect that to be happening in the first scrimmage even though it is the first scrimmage but you've had a lot of practices and a lot of reps to know who the personnel is that's supposed to be on the field that's the bad what about the good did anything stick out maybe we should break this out into two ways let's
1: go let me put you in this position here the regulars the guys that you know are going to be the ones and the twos the names that most of us know was was there anything from those guys today that
5: made you smile said anything about the way their camp is gone well, the number one offense went against the number two defense at first, and, uh, you know, Drew Brees and Marcus Colson picked up like they were in, you know, game 13 of a regular season. I mean, Marcus ends up catching a nice little fade touchdown pass over Stanley Jean-Baptiste, and, and you get that mismatch, and that's what's going to happen in those situations. So, you like the work that you saw the number one offense have against the number two defense. Like the work, actually, that we saw from the number three offense with Garrett Grayson at quarterback. Garrett Grayson had a pretty good day. Now, he ends up throwing a pick six of any since series, so got to kind of, <laughs> you don't have to overlook that you got to add that in but he had a nice throw to rj harris nice deep throw that rj harris makes an acrobatic catch but he seemed to be more comfortable throwing the football and making decisions and getting the offense in the positions where they needed to be also luke mccown was running with the ones against the number one defense mm-hmm. and luke mccown along with mark ingram looked really sharp against that number one defense so you had some some high some high points i think from a defensive standpoint. The cornerback play—you get what you expect to get out of Brandon Browner and and, and Keenan Lewis. Those guys seem to be perfect paired on those corners. And also, if you mix in Delvin Bro, you hope to get a lot of a lot of usage out of those guys. And I think I'd be remiss to not mention the rookie offensive tackle, Andrews Pete who played a lot of snaps at left tackle with the ones and the threes. Got a lot of snaps out there, so I think they're kind of speeding up his progress because it looks like he's going to be playing left tackle instead of right tackle. Looks like that switch has been made with Bryce Harris going back to right tackle. I think Andres Pete might have struggled a bit there. He gets back to the more natural position for him, even though he's behind Teron Armstead. And in all likelihood, you don't want him to have to play because that means Armstead will be injured, but that's the position he's more familiar with. He probably got a shorter learning curve if you put him in at left tackle I'm sure that eventually he'll probably end up back at right tackle because Teron Armstead is going to be anchored in at left tackle for quite some time but right now for the for the purpose of comfort you get him back in at left tackle that way he's you know his head probably isn't swimming quite as much
1: yeah any of the bubble guys do do anything today that would help their cause as we take this next step in
5: camp well I don't know what they're going to do with Willie Sneak but I know every time you turn around he's making catches I mean that's all I know you know, you can, all you can do is what you, what you see and what you go by. And the guy, every time you see him, he's got his hands on the football. So I don't know how you solve that dilemma. And maybe the, the the solving of that dilemma is that he earns a spot. I don't know. But, I mean, he's a kid who seems to keep making plays no matter who's out there on the field. And that's something that you got to take note of because, you know, he just won't go away. He just continues to stick his nose out there and stick his hands in there and make plays. And I don't know how you can ignore him.
1: Yeah. Good takeaways, that's for sure. Um, and I, I think you're going to hear here in just a moment from some of our guests uh, what John had to say. And, and of course, we're going to hear from Cam Jordan here in, in just a moment, Brandon Browner, and then uh, Marcus Colston. We'll start with Mr. Colston uh, as the, uh, the senior member of that group. <laughs> we'll start with him in our next segment. Uh, and then John and I will come back and kind of put a wrap on today's black and gold scrimmage. Um, a lot of things to watch, that's for sure, and that's uh, going to provide plenty of film for the coaches and players to look at throughout this weekend. Um, And whether it's good film or bad film, it's all good stuff and a great time to take a real hard and honest look as we get set for that first preseason game week, which is uh, what will happen starting basically on Sunday afternoon. Okay, quick timeout. Then we'll get right to the quiet storm right after this.
0: Thanks to the Internet, anyone can get a show these days. It was great seeing Marcus Colston out there at the Black and
1: Gold Scrimmage today, and he joins us now on the Black and Blue Report. How would you think it went today?
2: I think it went uh, pretty well. Um, you know, still some mistakes, but you can expect that for, for a week and a half in the training camp.
1: You've been through so many of these. What, what to you is the greatest value for a football team to reach this point in camp and, and finally get to have kind of that scrimmage setting?
2: Well, I think just having the refs out here, um, you know, it's definitely some, uh, some different points of emphasis from year to year and, you know, just having those guys out here and, and, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, policing everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's really good to have.
1: There's the honesty of the tape, the tape too, isn't there? This is one of those days where film exposes quite a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean,
2: it's, uh, you know, just the, the substitutions, the, the special teams, um, you know, this is probably the most game like situation that we've had to this point, so it's really good experience
1: you've been managing your your time your physical activity how did you feel today kind of getting back in the rhythm i guess
2: I felt felt really good um you know was able to get a couple catches in and you know that always helps but um, you know just really getting into some full speed team reps uh, really felt good
1: you know obviously your experience plays into this, but your experience with the same quarterback now over time has that helped you manage your situation better knowing that look this is just like yesterday and the day before yesterday and the one before that you know with with regard to working with
2: number nine I mean we, we've got tons of reps together um yeah. practice game I mean that always helps and um you know just just through that experience we kind of see things through the same eyes at most most of the time so you know that that allows me to to kind of um uh, you know get some mental reps and you know kind of mentally place myself where where I would be in any given play uh you know as other guys are doing it
1: did the young guys come and ask you about what this day would be like?
2: <laughs> no, not, not too much, no? but they, they came and talked to me about it afterwards. Um, you know, that, that special team is, is a killer. Uh, <laughs> you know A lot of guys taking two and three reps back-to-back and then right right into the offensive huddle. So uh, you know, it's definitely, uh, definitely a challenge conditioning-wise. What
1: are those guys showing you? Is there anything that's jumped out? You know, if you don't want to name names, don't, but it, at least give me some take on are there any eyebrow-raising moments with this young group that you're watching now come up?
2: i mean i I'd, I'd say just as a group um you know they've done really well, um you know, just picking the offense up, you know a lot of the little nuances that that we do have, and uh you know just just coming out and competing every day i mean it's it's just been really impressive
1: I don't want to sound trite here, um, but there's a word that keeps coming to my brain about watching this group work together through camp and the and the word is fun <laughs> um this seems like this group is having fun. Is that overstated or is that normal? Or am I seeing something with that?
2: No, I, th- I think that's spot on. Um, you know, we've we made it a point of emphasis to compete every day. And, you know, with that, you, you got to have fun with it. So, uh, you know, we've been able to embrace that as a team. And, you know, it's, it helps, uh, it helps training camp, you know, help helps, you know, get through some of these hard days.
1: The preseason games going to come up here and that'll be a, a good, another good phase to evaluate things. But for you, what does your gut tell you about this football team? Uh, good feeling too early to tell you've been doing this so long that's why i ask
2: i mean i have a really good feeling about you know the way that we do compete uh, mm-hmm. day in and day out i have a good feeling about the locker room and um you know the work that we put into this point and, and we'll continue to put in will give us a chance mm-hmm. all right running routes today catching the ball
1: you know again with your process here do you do you now try to dial it down a little bit and wait for later on in camp or is this now a steady progression as far as how you want to handle it
2: uh, so far, it's been a steady progression, and it's, everything is, is gone really well. So, um, you know, we'll just keep, continue to monitor it, and, and I really don't foresee much change.
0: Yeah.
1: Good to talk to you. Thanks again.
2: No problem, man. Thanks yeah. for having me.
1: Marcus Colston with us.
6: Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to auctioner to find the critical care they needed, people who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-OCHSNER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, Healthcare with peace of mind.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report.
1: Well, we heard from Marcus Colston. Now we'll go to the other side of the ball. Brandon Browner joins us and, uh, Black and gold gold scrimmages now in the books. Give me the give me the take on the defensive side of the football. I heard Marcus's take on the offensive side. What'd you would you take away from today?
3: I thought the one unit did okay. You know, uh, we gave a one touchdown, but uh that was a matchup thing. I think they had the better of us. Ingram on the DN, you know, I'd take that matchup any any day. And um, I think um you know Our backups have to do a little better job with uh, some of the dumb penalties we had today for our substitution, you know, knowing who's in and who's out, because those things could uh, wind up hurting you.
1: Yeah, the, the, but there's so many guys in camp. I mean, as you know, that's going to correct itself, I think, on its own. Go back to the ones for a moment. Tell me about the chemistry of that unit right now. It, is it where you thought it would be, and, and, and how do you help it if it's not? It's hard to judge. You know, it's still
3: training camp, but I will say I love... You know, uh, the work ethic of the guys, the guys love to compete, you know, the togetherness we have already thus far. We've only been here, you know, two, two or three weeks or whatnot. So, you know, I think uh, we look good, but we still got so far to go.
1: Some say it would be a disadvantage for a guy to come into a, a defense for the first time. Heck, I think the way that you've been going about it, it's a fresh perspective. I think that you've been able to say, hey, look, anything in the past is the past. You've brought that intangible to just by being the new guy, almost.
3: Well, that comes with experience, you know. I've been playing ball for a while. I'm 31 years old. I've been playing for 11 years as a pro, so I've been around the block a little bit. I've seen some some good and some bad, you know. So I just try to bring you know my
1: knowledge of the game, you know, to
3: a team that's already hungry but young.
1: When the fans watch the Saints defense as it progresses through the preseason now, give me some give me some thoughts and or names about ways that would make a great Fan experience for the team, for them to learn about this team. What
3: do you mean? Thoughts and name players? That, yeah,
1: you know, guys that maybe that that you see is real keys that maybe a, the average fan would not, or a characteristic a, a about a this interesting defense. Interesting
3: guy. I think uh, Delvin Bro would be an interesting yeah. guy. I think. Um, you know, he, he still has work to do. He's there trying him out at the nickel. That's that's tough. I think your best cornerback has to be at the nickel. So he'll be at that position this year, and uh,
1: he'll be an interesting guy to watch. You know, you met him. You told me the story. Yeah. You met him at Mardi Gras. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure you've heard it from a lot of guys. Hey, I'll see you in the NFL someday. Yeah. And it actually happened. And it actually
3: happened, <laughs> man. And it's it's crazy, man. And I love the, uh, the way he comes to work. You know, he's, he's a quiet guy. And I, I kind of understand that route he took. You know, coming from the CFL, you know, you want to be on your best. You want to show, you know, you're here for a reason you've got a good guy a good character guy you know you want to work hard you know sell out for your teammates and I think he embodies all those things we've talked about
1: size before your size um, Keenan's size you've told me that uh, Stanley Jean Baptiste reminds you right. a lot of yourself as a younger guy um, but speed's also a thing e- evaluate team speed for the Saints defense right now
3: I think we're doing good, and, and that's a credit to the coaches, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we're conditioning our butts off, you know, and uh, that reminds me of the conditioning we did in uh, New England, you know, and, and the conditioning we did in New England I always felt like I was in better shape than our opponents, you know, and I think that was one big thing that I had on my opponent, you know, and I think they do a heck of a job of running us, you know, running us tough. You know, it, it had some of us guys going down with uh, tweaks or whatnot, but you're going to have those – you know, casualties in camp or whatnot. But uh, right. those things, uh, conditioning is big. They, they they do a good job of getting us in shape.
1: Brandon, you've won championships, so you know the characteristics of a championship defense or clues. Um, are you seeing any of those characteristics or clues with this unit that you've seen on your championship teams?
3: Most definitely guys that want to work, you know, and that's what matters most, you know, guys come to work to get better. You know, but like I said, we still got so far to go, you know, you know, uh, February is so far from now. We're still in training camp, so you don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, take it one get, uh, day at a time. I know that sounds cliche, but, you know, that's that's how you do it. You keep your head down until it's time to come up.
1: All right, let's look at what's right in front of our face then. We've got a day off for you guys tomorrow, sort of. <laughs> uh, and then that preseason game comes up next week. Uh, what's important of it then about the next couple of days for your team?
3: Uh, resting your body, you know, taking care of your body. You know, getting back in your playbook. It was a day off, you know, to study. You know, some of the correct, some of the mistakes you guys we made over the past couple of days and whatnot. All right, good to see you. Thanks for good today. Talk. Good
1: yeah.
0: talking.
6: At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit
0: in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. pelicans.com and New Saints.com. your first stop when following your teams
1: well we've been getting some great takes from some of the vets uh, of course Marcus Colston, Brandon Browner how about Cam Jordan, let's find out what Cam had to say about the scrimmage today, what did you think about this Friday morning?
4: Um, I think we got a lot of potential um, we clearly got to straighten some things out but that's what scrimmage is for yeah. um, I think, like I said we showed a lot of positives and I think our positives outweighed the negatives on any given day that being said it's another practice. Give me an example. Give me an example of a positive that you saw today. Um, you've got, you know, young Tyler Davison working his butt off. Um, John Jenkins. Really, I'm just proud of our interior nose guys. John Jenkins is just truly establishing himself as as a dominant nose. Um, I'm excited about it. The way he's he's uh, worked this off season and how it's all coming to fruition uh, just through camp. I'm excited about the season for him. Um, that being said. It's just another practice and mm-hmm. i'll be uh, I'll be excited in the, uh, for the next game
1: all right i'll be fair let's get let's get an example of maybe something that needs to get cleaned up a little bit
4: um you know everybody saw we had some uh some uh transitioning from sideline to on the field issues mm-hmm. um, you know uh, again that's i'm glad we had it now, and by tomorrow it should be cleaned up
1: yeah so many scenarios come into play with this scrimmage first of all there's ninety guys on the field i mean that's that net that in itself. Um, but then the coaches wanted to mix and match personnel. So is it hard to get continuity
4: um, or a flow in a situation like today? Um, luckily, I get to just be a player and uh, <laughs> give everything I got on the field and leave uh, transitioning from the field to the sideline to the coaches. Your camp has been fun to watch so far.
1: Have you gotten a feeling yourself that, hey, this is one of my better camps or it's it's been camp as usual?
4: Um, what do you think about it at the end of each day? Um, it's been camp as usual. I've gotten back to just focusing on the basics. Um, you know, the Saints want me. I love the Saints. Uh, we got a we got deal done, um, peace of mind. So just in case, uh, you know, they always wonder, you know, how you're going to react. Uh, I'm just glad that I'm in a, in a position to be a part of a great, hope potentially what has potential to be a great defense.
1: Talk to Brandon Bronner about mentoring young guys. He seems to really enjoy it. You've got young guys all around you and your position
4: group as well. Is that something that you've started to embrace a little bit as a vet? Um, You know, I'm willing to help anybody who I can. I mean, honestly, um, as long as they're willing to listen, I'm willing to talk. Um, That being said... Uh, my five years is going to get it done compared to Kevin Williams' 13. <laughs> well, I mean, true. Kevin Williams has been playing football since I was uh, probably out of diapers. <laughs> um, so that being said, you know, uh, I think my words hold some weight. But if anything, you know, the interior guy is going to go to Kevin Williams. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, they've got guys that to look up to, and that's all that really counts is whatever information they can get a hold of, they, they do and they apply it. What's
1: something from Kevin that you've learned here since he's been with us?
4: <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know, you have your ten plus year vets, and nothing really gets them. They've seen every scenario, so just a new sense of of, of level headedness into any situation. Um, he doesn't he doesn't allow anything really to get to him, and that's just that's something that you really like to see.
1: Last question, real quick. First preseason game is right around the corner. The uh, the want or desire for you to knock somebody on their backside uh, that will present itself at Baltimore. I hope so. <laughs> Good to talk to you. No doubt. Yep.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer.
1: The Saints get a bit of a breather now after the black and gold scrimmage today. They're not scheduled to be back onto the practice field until Sunday afternoon, J.D., Um, and I know that is uh, most welcome to uh, players, coaches, staff all the way around as we uh, kind of turn another corner here during training camp 2015.
5: Well, you should see uh, some bounce in the steps Sunday (laughs) afternoon because, I mean, these guys will have – Had a couple of days basically to be off their feet and kind of get themselves together unless it's the injury guys who still have to do their treatment. But for the rest of these guys, this is a good chance for them to relax and kind of, you know, get a little bit of football out of this system. So, yeah, we expect to see a pretty crisp practice Sunday afternoon.
1: I'll say this. When we uh, convened on uh, Wednesday, we looked at the importance of the Thursday practice and the Friday scrimmage. And we looked at the forecast and how it may really play as a big mess. Unbelievable how this football team got away with both of their practices yesterday and
5: the scrimmage today rain-free. Well, it never rains in Southern California, and apparently it doesn't rain at Saints practices at the Greenbrier either because you couldn't have asked for a better day. I mean, we thought it was going to be drenched yesterday. We thought we were going to wake up to rain today, uh, rain through the scrimmage. We were talking about the possibility of going out on the lower field with the artificial turf, with the field turf and all that, and and here we are on the main field. Still hadn't rained. Still looks beautiful out here. And by all intents and purposes and all accounts, uh, if it does rain, it will be gone by the time they get back on the field. (laughs) So so they can't have asked for more than than what they've gotten weather-wise.
1: Uh, If uh, folks want to take a read this weekend, something to relax with, uh, what
5: will you have for them on NewOrleansSaints.com that will carry them through until we get back here on Sunday night? Well, today we're going to wrap up the scrimmage uh, and get uh, Coach Payton's uh, musings on it as well as some of the players. And uh, over the weekend, uh, we're just going to do a little something on, you know, some observations from camp. I don't know if it's going to be five or ten. It's going to be whatever number I label it at. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I like round numbers, but I might not have ten. It might only be eight. So, but whatever it is, it's just going to be some observations since from the first week of camp. John
1: and I have been eating with the coaches and players every day, at least two meals a day, and um, maybe on our agenda is something that's not so good for us because eating with these coaches and players, I think I haven't eaten this healthy in a long time. Perhaps we can get
5: into a little trouble this weekend culinary-wise. Well, there's been a lot of roughage, um, so, <laughs> so let's just say that, you know, there's got to be some chi- some chicken somewhere is calling my name. I know exactly where it is. Fried it, chicken, not just any yeah, chicken. Yeah, some fried chicken because we've had baked and we've had grilled and we've had it all kinds <laughs> of ways except fried the way it's, the way God intended it for it to be. So we're going to have some fried chicken. We're going to get down and dirty like, like the South, baby. Yeah,
1: I may <laughs> wrap bacon around everything I eat the next two days, too. We'll see. And nonetheless, no, they've been taking good care of us, and uh, certainly we've, been so pleased to have you along uh, all throughout the week. We've had a lot of great guests, and certainly uh, that is the same today. Uh, talk about three guys, great guys to visit with after scrimmage. Uh, thanks again to Marcus Colston and Brandon Browner and um, and Cam Jordan as well. I'll tell you what. Before I'll leave you with this. I, Marcus Colston and I talked a little bit after we pushed stop on the recorder, and and he looked at Brandon Browner. He said, you see that guy over there? I said, yes, sir. And he said, that guy is making a huge difference in the culture of this team, and the way that we're going about things, he has been a huge addition. And for Marcus Colston to say that, generally, J.D., whenever Marcus Colston says anything, I listen intently. I thought that spoke volumes today, and maybe that's our good final thought.
5: Yeah, when 12 speaks, uh, people listen. He parses his words. He is not a guy who just gives you a whole lot of extracurricular uh, chatty stuff when you know when he talks it's pretty serious business and you can pretty much take it to the bank and if he says that that guy is having an impact on the team that guy being Brandon Brown then you can rest assured if he's having that kind of an impact and Marcus Colston notices it all the rest of his teammates notice absolutely
1: have a great weekend everybody Uh, go Saints next week we get the uh, NBA schedule out and uh, I know Joel Myers is going to want to weigh in on that and so we'll visit with him this coming week as we uh, continue here from West Virginia. That'll do it for us on the Black and Blue Report. We'll see you next time right here.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at Saints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.